intro. <laughs> Here we are again. Who, who's made this mistake? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. We'll have to do it again. Oh. Do nothing again. This is what you've come to expect, so this is what we offer. <laughs> yeah. If you expected patriotic films for July 4th, you were wrong about that one, too. Yes, yes. But happy birthday, our USA. country. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's uh, sociologically, or what's the word for civilization? Uh, what? What's the what? adjective that means civilization? I don't know. It's not civilly. No. Civilizationally. Yeah. There you go. Sure. Uh, what's what are the teen years? Is that where we are? The the. Or are we in the uh, uh, later in the sundowning, uh, watching a lot of Fox News uh, age of living in Boca? Is that where we are? Uh, I don't know where we're at. Did anybody tune in know. for this this kind of commentary? Probably, Do they want to hear yeah. about movies? Yeah, I think they probably want to hear about movies. All right, just movies. 10 more minutes then. <laughs> compared to, I don't know, what, like the Roman Empire or something like that? I uh-huh. mean, I guess, you know, we've got a, probably a you know, middle age compared to the Roman Empire. If the Roman Empire lived an entire life. Yeah, right. As a civilization. Sure. I know they were cut short. Yeah. But we all got to go sometime. Yeah. This is true. What about Egypt? Yeah, I, 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 Egypt. I don't know, man. You know, is a region, but the Egyptian kingdoms, you know, went on for so long. Yeah. And for thousands of years. Right. And except for the fact that they're all in one spot, you know, around the Nile and the Nile Delta, I mean, you can't even like call them. There's no unbroken chain of, of civilization that they carried through. You know, there was like, the upper and lower kingdoms, and sure, there, you know. The a king got in and tried to destroy everything that his predecessor did. That sounds familiar. Okay, maybe. We, okay, we did it. We found Egypt. <laughs> That's we're doing Egypt as a microcosm. Sure, we split for a while. Uh huh. We got back together. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Got anything to contribute? I, any I, fictional I, examples? Any fictional? Maybe compare us to Star examples. Wars or something like that. Um. <laughs> I don't know how long Star Wars was around. Uh, I mean, the Republic were, lasted for 16,000 years, according oh. to old canon. That's legends now. Oh, okay. But at least for a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace in the galaxy. It's a, it's a lot of generations. Before the dark times. Yeah. Before the a, Empire. That's a, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, What happened, man? <laughs> to the Wait, to Egypt? <laughs> to, to Rome? To, to, to the Jedi? <laughs> Or to I America. Would, all, all of those. But I, I guess I was specifically talking about... I um, find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, okay. Honestly. I guess I was talking about specifically the Jedi. I mean, we know what happened with Darth Vader, but, like, like how how did the dark side happen? Like, was it always there? Were they just building people up? Were they just, like, collecting warriors? Great question. Yeah. Also addressed in Legends canon. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I know nothing about legends. Nothing. Well, there's a legend of you know the the first you know the so the first guy to discover the the force or the light side or the dark side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a better example or better to my earlier point. Uh, also, there are different periods in the Republic to which how does the Republic work? I mean, they have a huge Senate. 
that apparently doesn't yes. do much. Right. Uh, at least in the um, times of the prequels. But, uh, you know, their, their republic has been going for a long time. And so long that, you know, you can tell stories in the Knights of the Old Republic, the Old Republic period, which take place, I think, like 2,000 years before um, the, the films. The, sure. Uh, the ABY films. That's sure. after Battle of Yavin. Uh, hey man, you wow. you kind of asked. You, I did. I brought it up, but then you said, "Tell me more." <laughs> Three words you'll regret forever. Yeah. Um, and you know that was like there's a great hyperspace war, you know, between like the Sith and the Jedi, and like Sith are uh, actually alien. Well, I don't know if they've changed all this, but like Sith are aliens that come from a planet called Korriban. Maybe I can't remember what it's called. Okay. And there, but. Uh, evil force users um, who were fleeing from, I, th- I believe, the uh, remnants of the Great Hyperspace War found this world of the Sith, that, and it was strong in the dark side. And so they sort of learned the ways of the Sith, and that's how the Sith became a thing. And then the Sith came back, and we had the, you know, the wars between the Jedi and the Sith, and so. So the Sith weren't all bad, but it's then a lot they more interesting than. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more interesting than um, what's going on with the Skywalkers. All right. And in a lot of ways, and Lucas definitely didn't, I think, ever plan this because he didn't come up with any of that stuff. Mm. That was all came up with by the great authors, you know, who wrote for the uh, extended universe. But it does sort of take place similarly to Lord of the Rings. This is all movie stuff, kind mm. of, mm-hmm. uh, in a time that is suckier than the old times. Sure. You know, by the time that Frodo finally tosses that stupid ring in the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Sauron is just, you know, well, he's an eye in the movies, but he we don't know that he has taken physical form, or at least he's very weak. Mm-hmm. And Sauron was like the first lieutenant of Morgoth, mm-hmm. who was like the big Dark Lord. Sauron is like a pale shadow of the power of Morgoth. Okay, And sure. the wars of like the First Age that like destroyed like half of the continent of Middle-earth and everything like that. It's like all this great stuff. And then so you think like a bunch of elves and men, you know, you know trying to fight... Um, a bunch of guys, orcs from Mordor is like this huge battle. That's nothing compared to like the epic, you know, godlike battles of the first and even second age. But we're only seeing like sort of the last gasp. Did he? Okay, so I'm not. And that's what we're getting. That's what I'm saying. Right. Is that's what we think of like Star Wars as epic, but the battles of like, you know, Exar Kun and all these okay, guys sure. from the Old Republic were like epic, epic. Okay, gotcha. Um, Going back to Lord of the Rings and Tolkien's world, Tolkien's, Tolkien, Tolkien, how do you say it? I always get it wrong. It's Tolkien. Okay, Tolkien's but world. But he, of all people, could understand how a word becomes uh, just accepted and assimilated into language, and you, you gotta right. go with it. Tolkien would have said gif, for sure. <laughs> Were these epic battles, are they, um, did he uh, write I know he wrote about them, but did he write them as well anywhere? Or, like, I, I'm showing my ignorance here. But, it's called the Cimmerillion. Um, in the Cimmerillion? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I saw some post online recently, like, and I don't know how serious it was, but it was supposedly somebody had never read any of Tolkien's work before and was like so i just finished all of the cimmerillion and uh, i was wondering what i should uh, read next should i read should i read the hobbit next or should i read you, you are ready to go yeah right <laughs> you are right. all set right everybody was like kind of commenting on yeah. it like you read the hardest thing first <laughs> 
yeah, uh, you'll be ready to go. And so uh, when they start singing all their songs about this and that, you'll be mm-hmm. like, yeah, what, I, I get it. That's totally cool. Yeah. And then like when they finally uh, uh, run into um, t- uh, uh, Galadriel, uh, he'll be like, oh, wow, she made she made out okay. It was looking uh it's looking bad for a while, you know. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, she married up, and yeah, she did did a good job. Uh... And uh, yeah, what else? When Frodo uh, has the the vial of uh, it's just vial, I guess it's a pH, but you still say vial. Uh, and he says, "Aya Arendelle Elian Alakama," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, the light of the two trees. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> the Silmaril that sets on Arendelle's brow. Yeah, that's gonna totally f up a spider for sure." <laughs> There's interconnectedness in these books that I enjoy. But you gotta, you gotta dig through it though. You gotta stick with it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I also wonder, where's Toriel? I don't see her in these books anywhere. I have, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Remember Evangeline Lilly? Now we are talking oh, about movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw a great meme. You know, they, they use this meme sometimes. The the End Game meme where. Um, they replace Scarlet Witch with like you know you took everything from me, but it's somebody who's oh you know, sure yeah 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 maybe it's a I don't know it's a, a baseball fan it's, you took everything from me right. there's no baseball yeah and then it's Thanos with a COVID nineteen head and he's like I don't even know who you are <laughs> but I saw one where like Toriel's like if this is love why does it hurt so much take it away uh huh and then it's, it's Tolkien who's like I don't even know who you are <laughs> <laughs> pretty good that, that is good <laughs> i gotta share that share that out oh, that's awesome well we got a, a collect as per usual an eclectic uh, selection of movies here today yes. uh, we're talking about mine first yes and i chose a film from 1954 called johnny guitar yes why why did you pick it <laughs> well we're gonna ask ourselves yeah that in a second yeah uh, no, I know why I picked it. I uh, I had heard about this film. Um, I had heard that it was um, good. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I knew that Joan Crawford and Sterling Hayden were were in it, and so I wanted to see it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And also Ernest Borgnine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just um, I wasn't trying to connect it to Shane too much, but it was made uh, like a year before Shane, and I was looking for a fifties western. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, it certainly was that. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. It's in the Library of Congress. Oh, very nice. It's like a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Although I would quibble with that. <laughs> what happens in this uh, film? Uh, yes. So what happens in Johnny Guitar? Do they ever say exactly where they are? They're somewhere out west in the United States. Arizona, um, I think. It okay. doesn't really look like Arizona, but it's no. supposed to be Arizona. Um, and it's not quite... Well, it's kind of a town. Well, there is a town. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Joan Crawford is this woman, Vivian, and she has this... Vienna. God, why did I say Vivian? I don't know. Uh, Vienna. And she has this... She owns and operates this saloon called Vienna's. uh, And it is just outside of this very very small town uh that has been built and uh you there's you can drink and play cards that's what they have on offer um and she is there a railroad is supposed to come through in about about a year's time that's what she's hoping for anyways and and she says you know 
once it does, she's really pushing for it. And once she does, it does, you know, everybody's working for her. They're going to get some, they're going to get some money coming back to them. Anyways, she has hired Johnny Guitar to supposedly play music. But then we find out that he is also really good with uh, shooting things. <laughs> and... Um, uh, the townspeople there there so there's a lot of townspeople uh there aren't a lot of townspeople there there's there's this one really angry townsperson named Emma and she just she she hates everything and is mad at everything pretty much and her brother gets held up in a stagecoach we're five minutes into the movie okay all right and he <laughs> he dies and she blames it on the dancing kid and his gang. And she says that Vivian's in on it, too, because she doesn't like uh, Vivian either. And blames it on them. And um, the movie goes on. It wasn't the dancing kid. We never find out who it is. It doesn't matter. They're going to chase the dancing kid and Vivian out of town. So the dancing kid's like, I want him to remember my name. So let's rob a bank and, you know, rob the bank and make them really remember us. So they do that. Um, but it doesn't exactly go as they planned. And um, it doesn't turn out too well for the gangs or for for Vivian or Emma, and that's kind of the movie. But Johnny Guitar makes out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, all things told. Yes. Uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, accurate. I Is guess. that okay? Uh, let's go through the cast. Uh, Joan yeah. Crawford plays uh, Vivian. Vienna. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get back to her. Uh, Sterling Hayden in what's well, gonna be one of his first. Well, he'd been around for before this, but uh, it's an early role for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell because he looks kind of bored. Uh, <laughs> Mercedes McCambridge uh, plays Emma Small. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, she. Um, I'm not. I don't have much to say about her, so I'll just get it out right now. Um, I, I didn't love her. <laughs> Oh, she was she was real grating, but I think that was on purpose. Yeah, but I, maybe it's the script, but I just didn't sense a lot from her. And Orson Welles loved her. I think she was part. Oh, she might have okay. been part of his uh, his company on the radio because uh, he, he could not stop talking about her. She did win an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for All the King's Men. Okay, uh, and I went on seen that. to she was in a ton of movies, um, uh-huh. and she was funny enough the voice of Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Um, uh, but I didn't love, love her in this. Um, and uh, Scott Brady is the dancing kid. And Scott Brady uh, was did a lot of TV roles. Um, cowboy stuff. Okay. Kinda he looks kind of like a cowboy. Yeah. You know. Uh, it kind of reminds me of um, uh, what's his name's character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Although oh. he, he would definitely be older than that guy. But. Uh, the, the cowboy character? Yeah, the cowboy character who, had, wow. who ate a bear's heart or liver or whatever. Yeah. Leo. Uh, Leo? I know. It took me that much to say the shortened version of the most famous man in the world's name. But that's where I'm at now. My brain don't do names anymore. This is this is it. Sun, sun's getting real low, big guy. This that's me. It's okay. It's okay. I was um <laughs> I I I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking of um I, I for whatever reason when you said the name of that film I wasn't thinking about that film I was thinking about um what it was Hail Caesar for some reason I don't know why I was thinking about Hail Caesar but that's what I was thinking of and I was thinking of the kid who was in that who played the cowboy who was also wasn't he I got 
Ansel Elgort? That's not it. But no. I don't know. No, that's not it. No. Um, uh, no, I don't know. Is this more important than no. Johnny Guitar? No, it's Actually, not. Actually, I mean, it might be. It's not. Are you um, sure? I, I'm sure. Are you sure it is? I am positive. Uh, and John Carradine is in this <laughs> as old Tom. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, John yeah. Carradine never said no to anything. So well, there you that, go. this is not a big part, I feel no. he's way above this, but yeah. he's just he's just in it yep. as old Tom for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned uh, Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Who's playing an Ernest Borgnine character in that later on in his life, was it Blue Thunder or whatever? Or was it on Airwolf? I always get those mixed up. I'm going to say it was no Blue idea. Thunder. Um, he's he play, he's like a nice guy, and he and he plays a nice guy. And if you need a big kind of sweaty guy with a gap teeth to like be the sidekick, there you go, right? Uh huh. But also he plays some villains too. Uh huh. And when he plays a villain, he is that character. He is that person as a villain. He's like right. smiley, and he's going to help you out, and then right. stabbed in the neck, which right. is what happens to um, one of the characters in yes. this movie. I don't know who it was. Corey. Is the bookish name? cowboy. <laughs> he's just always reading a book. He's and like he's the sensible one. Naps. The dancing kid's like, let's get out there. He's like, I don't know if we should do that, kid. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm overruled in this case, but uh, <laughs> let me file an objection. Uh, this was made by Republic Pictures, directed by Nicholas Ray, who's probably most famous for directing Rebel Without a Cause and some other stuff that I don't think is quite as good. And the screenplay is by Philip Jordan, but here's the deal, and I didn't look too deep into it, but Philip Jordan was a screenwriter, but he was also a front for a lot of blacklisted writers. And in really? 1954, yeah, this would have been right around the time. Huh. So without digging too deep, I don't know who wrote this. Interesting. But Philip Jordan's name's on it. Based on a book from the year before, mm-hmm. and it okay. feels like it's based on a book, doesn't it? Kind of. The way it's paced. Yeah. Um, paced, but also the, the way that it's dialogue heavy. It's very dialogue And I'm going to compare, for the rest of my life, every cowboy movie to Shane. Because that's the gold star now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it is for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a couple others, but definitely this one. Um, and Shane has some parts that are obviously written. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they, for sure. This is a speech or whatever. But yeah. it's also, I think, stands out for how natural it feels, you know, mm. and how realistic the characters are. Mm. And all the characters here, like in a kind of bad or too clever by half screenplay, they're all the same kind of sarcastic. They're all trying to get one up on each other. They've all got – who is it? Brian Azzarello is the comics writer that I compare it to. Sure. Where every single character – they're all finishing each other's sentences. Yep. You know, the, somebody starts to say something, a stitch in time, cross the road or something. You know, they're all like twisting each other's uh, axioms and metaphors and stuff like that to try to get one up on each other. And that's that's kind of what, what this is like to me. Okay. Uh, there's a couple character moments that are weird and, and don't necessarily pay off. Like, okay, so apparently Dancing Kids gang didn't rob the stagecoach. Right. But they're not – they're a gang still. They're not great yes. people. Right. And, Borgnine, uh, whose character's name is... Wow, I can't remember his character's name. Flap. Smack. Uh, Dip. I, I can't remember it. Flip. I remember the kid's name is Turkey. Bart. And it's the dancing kid. Real yeah. tough. Okay. Bart. Uh, yeah, decides Bart. that he doesn't like Johnny Guitar. Uh, and so he, you know, is trying to force feed whiskey to Johnny Guitar or whatever. And Johnny Guitar's like, well, I'm not going to drink all this whiskey. And yeah. then Bart's like, we got to fight. And Johnny Guitar's like, I'm going to take my guitar off. I'm going to take my guitar off. <laughs> uh, 
and <laughs> give me some give me some uh, Sterling Hayden stuff. I don't know. Ice cream, Mandrake, children's ice cream. <laughs> uh, and they go outside and they have a fight that we don't see. It's just going on while <laughs> the kid is uh, talking to, to Vienna. Yeah. And they come back in and he's whooped Bart. And now Bart hates him. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's, you know, that's supposed to tell us something. But, you know, they say like show don't tell, but maybe show also. We, we should also like <laughs> yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Especially if it's going to be that important to the rest of the film. Yeah. And uh, I guess old Tom gets a death scene. Uh, you know, the, there's her crew that works the place and we get the idea that it's not. There's nobody here yet. She's opened a restaurant. Yeah, right. But the the trucks haven't delivered any food, and they won't until next year. And so she's just got to kind of keep it together until then. And so nobody's in there. She's got gambling tables. She's all good to go. It's a cool-looking uh, place, too. It's, like, built into the mountain. Like, the backside of it is yeah. built right into this mountain. And, and there's, so, like, a cave that goes underneath it, And so too. she comes out, and you know, and, and, like, nothing's happening. And she tells, like, the roulette guy, just spin the wheel. And he's like, there's nobody here. He's like, yeah, I like to hear it spin. So throughout the movie, like, you'll just kind of hear this spinning sound sometimes that it's maybe supposed to ratchet up the tension Uh because this posse comes in and they can't fight now. They have to wait till the end. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. It doesn't. It feels wrong to me. And here's something else. Okay. And I don't know what kind of money, like, Republic is working with, but it feels cheap. You know, it just feels (gasps) it looks like a TV show it looks like okay. a like a disney like show or a western or something like that it doesn't like have a huge a real epic scope to it um they knew somebody who had dynamite i'll tell you that much uh, and uh, if those yeah, actors weren't on those horses then i was scared for those stunt actors on those horses because yeah right they there's a mine there there's a silver mine in town and so the most effective thing i got out of it was when johnny guitar rides into town they tell us a couple they show us a couple things right away not tell they show us Johnny Guitar's riding in, yep. and there's an explosion, because it's yeah. got to start with a bang, literally. And you're yep. like, okay, it's a mining town. Mm-hmm. And Johnny rides a little more. He sees a stagecoach getting held up. Okay, it's a, kind of a rough town. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a huge hurricane, or like or dust storm, or, or, or dust... It's a dust storm, d- yeah. Dust devils or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing through, and that never... If that's a metaphor for something, I don't know what it is. But we know that it's sort of a bleak, dusty town as well. Mm-hmm. And then the movie kind of like falls apart after that. Like, why is he Johnny Guitar? He doesn't play any songs. There's literally... He plays a little bit at the beginning. He plays some tunes. But this is where you would cast a Ricky Nelson or a Glenn Campbell. They did this yeah. all the time. Yeah, I see what you're saying. This is where you'd have a country guy like who is Johnny Guitar. Yeah. And so when he's not... Kicking ass or, like, showing everybody, like, he's another one of these characters that we've talked about who's like, I don't use guns because bad things happen when I touch guns. Yeah, right. But we know he's still, you know, a gunfighter or whatever. And um, he would just jam out some songs, but that doesn't happen. And like a lot of movies in the 50s, uh, there's a song that goes with this movie sung by Peggy Lee, which yes. is a fantastic – the song's way better than the movie – called Johnny Guitar. But he couldn't sing that because he's going to sing it by himself. I know, and then they don't I knew this even... girl once, and, and she wrote the song about me. Yeah, And now right. I'm going to sing it for you. Right. Mandrake. That's weird. Yeah. And then, and then we don't even hear the song until the very end, and it's just like a couple of chords. Yeah. yeah, it's barely anything. Yeah. I was like, why are we hearing the song now? It's weird. That being said, you know, for a movie, I mean, 
you know, it's 54. I think this is probably pushing the limits of what you could get away with back then. Like, it's, yeah. it's a violent film. Yes. Yes, it is. In, in brief, uh, sporadic bursts. I can't remember if um, you actually see There's a good amount of blood. blood. Oh, you do see blood. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's um, the, the innocent character, Turkey, is... Gets you know, hung. Yeah, he's hung. And Although we don't actually... Once he's hung, they don't actually... It doesn't... We don't, and now we don't need to see it. We don't need to see him hanging. No, no, no. But we no, don't see he his disappears. feet. They remove the actor yeah. and his body and everything. Like, we should have seen, like, a dummy's feet hang, or uh, something like Vienna. that. Yeah. Well, that maybe that was too far. But... Just, but just like what the movie's saying. Wait, too. is it Vienna or Vivian? All right, shut up. <laughs> what he was saying too is that he he is the innocent. He's a redheaded like sixteen year old kid who, yeah. for a gang that's very bad at being a gang, has literally never done anything at all, and he is just caught up in this. And the townsfolk who are completely one dimensional and just yeah, just rabid. Yeah, yeah. They they hang him and he dies for nothing, and then. Old Joan Crawford makes it through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know. Why? there's just why? Who cares? I know. <sighs> I know. Um, and then like, <laughs> there's more. Like, yeah, th- I, I just I have a couple other things I want to say. Oh, hurry up! Uh, wow. Um, I'm sick of talking about Johnny Guitar already. Well, it should have been called uh, Vivian. It's Vienna. Is it Vienna? Yes. Gosh, dang it. It should have been called Vienna, but you can't name it that because it's the 50s and nobody's going to see a freaking Western named after a girl. No, because they like hop-along cowboys with lazy songs that they sing on horses. But Vienna, and that's not what this is at all. But Vienna is, is if anybody is the protagonist of this film, it's Vienna. And Johnny Guitar freaking disappears for a good <laughs> I know. portion of the movie he, just he leaves. is nowhere he leaves like, when she, everything is going down she He's like tells there. him like she gives money to all the guys and is like you know you know i want you out of here for now because they told me to leave so this is just my home for right now and but you know if this this all gets over with she, we'll get back together she, she pays her debts yeah and she pays him too and like told him to leave did you get that she so was a he, prostitute no, I don't think that she was. After the, so they she used to date Johnny Guitar five years ago. They're like long lost lovers, which you never believe. Yeah. Apparently, Stuart uh, Hayden hated working with her. Um, Great. Well, everybody hates working with Joan Crawford, but yeah, uh, and then um, Emma, what's her name? Yeah. Um, hate, hated it too, and she she. <laughs> I I know why she was on the radio because she talks a lot, but she called her everything in the book, and Joan Crawford. She's like, I'd never work with her again, and Joan's like, Great. I have four children. I don't need five. <laughs> Who's getting pushed down the stairs now? Oh, wow. Um, sorry, finish your thought. If um, you can remember it. Well, so she tells him to leave. So he just leaves, yeah. I guess. But then he, like, comes back. And that's when they had captured them to hang them right then. Yes. And and then also Emma sets her place on fire. I'm going to pull out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we were watching Sacrifice, uh, yeah. they burn a house in this. Too. Yeah. It looks great, but they have to ride by it 12 times. Yeah. Because uh, they got the timing wrong, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, back to my point. They were they dated five years ago, and I, I get the, the idea that he was gunslinging and, yes. and drinking and, yes. you know, probably not a good guy, but she can't help herself. And then she gets this place, and they talk a little. Here's my oh, thing. Oh, I see thing. what you're saying. I, I haven't pulled this out in a while. Do it. Remake Johnny Guitar. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda is 
That's where you should have stopped me. Uh, no, I mean, I do going. it. Put some actual songs in it. Yeah. And then this movie wants to be super adult. It wants to be bloody and violent. You know, it ends with Emma and uh, Vienna, like, in a, sta- a showdown. Like, they draw on each other. Mm-hmm. And she shoots her off a balcony. You know, it's like... They- but you couldn't do that back then, and they didn't have the violent imagination back then to do right. this. So I say, give it to Quentin Tarantino. Redo this thing. You're mm-hmm. trying to paint this woman who's hard. She's been through a lot of stuff. More than the movie can't even get away with suggesting, but they get as close as they can. Because he's like, you know, oh, all these men. How many men have you forgotten? And it's like, as many as you, all the women you remember or whatever. And so it's like, you know, these people... Yeah, if, if, if it could be, it the... could be a thing where they're really trying to wound each other, and it's a, yes. a, a Virginia Woolf situation, you know, or something like. That. There's a love hate there, but it just once he disappears for half the film and comes back, he's just there to kind of protect her. And she, you're right, she's the main character. She solves her own problem at the end by blowing that school marm away. But yeah. like, there's just so much random stuff going on with no payoff. It's afterwards. a little bit of a mess, and she's dressed like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> At the end, yes. Yes, she is. Mujer or hamburguesa. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I did kind of like the, uh, maybe speaking of um, uh, people um, blacklisted who are trying to get their work out, mm. they're, they're, when they have turkey at the end, and they're like, tell us, you know, tell us that she's in your gang and we'll let you go. You know, they're like trying to coerce him into... Yeah. Um, naming names yeah, of people. Right, Do, right. You know I mean? Yeah, I bet so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Why was an Emma, is her last name Huack? <laughs> Look oh it up. Gosh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, Didn't love it. Ready no. to move on. Okay, let's move on then. Wouldn't recommend it. Uh, okay, you wouldn't even recommend it. All no, right. go listen to uh, the song Johnny Guitar and you'll, you'll get the same gist. Sounds good. Uh, Tell so, us about your movie. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, my film was a little film called The Warriors. Um, didn't know much about it going into it. Knew it was about gangs. Mm, about 90 minutes long. And, and uh, yeah. And then it came out in the 70s. Um, and I'm pretty sure you told me before, before that it's directed by the same guy who did um, Streets of Fire. Walter um, Hill, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I didn't really know exactly what was going to happen in the movie. So, yeah. Do you want to tell us what happens? I would love to. And I would love to talk about this film someday on Craft of Services because it was really panned and not loved, not understood when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And it deserves way better. Um, here's my synopsis. Okay. There are 100,000 soldiers in New York City. <laughs> and the warriors have to get all the way back to Coney Island. Yes. It's going to be a long night. Yes. Gumshoes. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember that actress's name, but the lady who's uh, who, from who, Carmen San Diego is yeah, the right. uh, radio voice. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes Rule is in this fun fact. She's the uh, the the undercover cop in, in the park. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, other what? than that, not a lot of, uh, uh, hey, look, look at who's there. Uh, nope. People. Um, except uh, Deborah Van Valkenburg, uh, who plays Mercy, and I don't think we ever, do we ever get her name in the I movie? I don't think so. Um, is the uh, sister of... Um, what's his butt in Streets of Fire? Oh! Who runs the diner. Yeah, okay. Okay, and it's gotcha. Like, 
why couldn't she be the role of the of the singer uh you know sorry um other woman whose name i don't remember this is this is a real problem now <laughs> do i do flashcards what do i do Oh, what is her name? Why can't I remember her name right now? Well, you've never been good at it. Yeah, okay. But still, um, I should remember her name. Diane Lane. Yeah, Diane Lane. Oh, why would you remember that? Stop. You're halfway there. Yeah, all right. So anyway, uh, yeah. So (laughs) uh, somebody named Cyrus. So Okay, so there are goofy gangs in New York. This is an alternate universe New York where a little grease paint and a switchblade uh, makes you a special gang. And there's a man named Cyrus who has called everyone to the Bronx to hear something that he has to say. And his proposal is, there's only 20,000 police in this town. Can you dig it? Yeah. Can you dig it? (laughs) And his plan is, why are we fighting each other? We got to get out there. This town could be ours if we just stop with the violence. And then Jerry from Twin Peaks shoots him dead and blames it on the warriors. And guess what? What? It's a long way home. Yeah. I don't know how many stops that is. Yeah. And for people who don't know anything about New York, I know it's a long way, but for people who don't know anything about New York, they have, have a handy um, subway map mm-hmm. uh, that flashes through the credits, and also the um, characters look at it, you know, on the yes. train or whatever. Yes. Um, that's it. I mean, there's, I can go into detail, and we will, but that's literally it, except I'll fill out a little more of my time by adding that it is based on a book, yep. and the book is based on a historical story or novel novels didn't exist back then but i guess it's a poet or poem or something um called anabasis which is about uh a uh greek uh uh, greek the the, the ten thousand they're called it's a it's a bunch of greek soldiers they're called to a conclave by cyrus the younger okay who um was uh, a persian uh general and he's like we can t- i want to take the throne from my brother who's currently on the throne mm-hmm. but it's a um basically like it's it's betrayed or they're betrayed and these guys are stuck in persia and they have to get all the way back to home. to like yeah home from persia okay okay all right so that's the historical basis of this that makes sense yeah okay Interesting. And they're warriors. And they're warriors. It says it right on their vests on the back. <laughs> yeah. The warriors. In case you want to know who you're looking for, the warriors. Walter Hill made a director's cut of this, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, which, <laughs> so he, so it's not all that different. There's some stuff that's different. And I think okay. it's like only a minute longer because he that's added so a voiceover that I think he might have done himself. That explains that story that I just told you. And also, okay. so he saw that in this because of the book, but also he saw all these colorful gangs as sort of like comic book characters almost. And so there are like, instead of just the wipes, they're like comic book panel transitions. Interesting. Between scenes. Okay. Which when I think about it now, that sounds awful. It does. And I had the director's cut all queued up to watch and you're like. Well, let's watch the original. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get four bucks, and I guess we'll watch the original because I only have the director's cut. But you're right. the The way that this movie starts is great. I love that where it's all word of mouth, you know. And so you yeah. got the the credits coming, you know, through the through the subway tunnel, you know, and the, yeah. and the cool subway things on either side. And then it's like, oh, Bafo's gonna talk to Ding Dong or something like that. Right. What about, tell me about this Cyrus? And it's like. He's the man. You He's know? magical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, 
Yeah, I like how they fed us the exposition through through the, through the intro. And you're meeting all the characters. Yeah, you're not learning their names. No, and you're gonna have a problem with their names for the rest of the time. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. Yes, there are nine war- members of the warriors who we follow, and we learn from Cyrus at the meeting that there are nine representatives from each gang. From like a hundred gangs. That, yeah, and a hundred more at home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and you digger. Yes. Um, I mean, they weren't supposed to bring any weapons to this meeting, but obviously somebody is going to disobey that. I kind of figured. And, um, you know, the kid who did it was a real twerp and like just a real a-hole. And, um, uh, and I don't even know why they did it. You know what I mean? It's not like anybody hired him to do it. He just likes doing stuff like that. Right. That's the best explanation we (laughs) got. So okay, I just like I just like chaos. I don't know. Yeah, but that that, you know that that works. I I can understand that. The warriors have a code. They're the nice gang. (laughs) They run a fun train on you. Yeah. Right. It's just like murderers, thieves, rapists. I know. Yeah. But anyway, in the we had we had to adjust our morality meter down for a movie about gangs. And uh, yeah, they're the they have a code, and they they'll never take their colors off. You know, they have honor. And David Patrick Kelly and and the Rogues or whatever, yeah. they don't have any honor. They don't care. They just want chaos. Right, right. And I guess that's they set that up at the beginning, just contrast and everything. Um, so we just call the Warriors. It should be called the Extras. <laughs> There's a lot of extras. There's a in lot this. of young guys in this film. Yeah, like who have no <laughs> they lines. They must have reused some, right? I, gosh, I would hope so. I, I don't know about the crowd scene um, in Hawthorne Park at in the Bronx, but yeah. I don't know. The Bronx, um, but they in the credits they list like the gangs that we see. Yeah, so you yeah. see like here's the Turnbulls and here's all the guys that are in the Turnbulls or here's the Baseball Furies, and the they're orphans. all unique names as far as I can tell. Yeah, so I know. <laughs> you just put a call out. Hey, are you 18 years old? Right. And you love swinging bats. Right, right. You wanna uh, make? Oh, a movie? but I got a lot of make acne. It's not a problem. No, not a problem. Not can I problem. be white or black? You can be whatever. Yeah. A bunch of skinheads chase our heroes, and, yeah, know, and right? half of them are black, half of them are white. I know. I know. I thought that was. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Too. Yeah. Will you shave your head? <laughs> no lines. Will you shave your head? Um. So their leader, I can't remember his name now. Swan. No, I'm not talking about Swan. I'm talking about their original leader. Um. um I can't remember his name. Cleon. Cleon. Um. Like, he goes to, like, investigate further, for better or for worse. Maybe it wasn't the smartest move, but I understand why you want to do it. What happened, was going on with Cyrus, and it, was he okay, and whatever. And that's when Jerry from Twin Peaks, like, f- fingers him as the guy who um, uh, shot uh, Cyrus. And he says, it's the Warriors. And that wor- the word that it was the Warriors, like, spreads and... Um, uh, you know, so then the Rifts, which I guess are like the biggest gang or whatever, was that who Cyrus was the head of or something like that? Oh, I don't the know. Ri- oh, um, no, I don't know where Cy- who if Cyrus was affiliated with anybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he must have been the it must have been the Rifts, right? Because they're so they're the ones that are really pissed off that he. That the, he got they're killed. the ones who are like taking it upon themselves to yeah. find them and get revenge. Um, and I don't like I said I haven't read um, the. the ancient story that this is based on so i don't know how much it um connects but it has a very um odyssey feel to it doesn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, this is, it's when you all think about, about going home. When you think about this movie, there's not a lot of character development. There's not a lot of plot. It's just kind of like a hangout movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, all right, it's this scene. Oh, it's the, it's the next scene. And there's even a part, this is kind of like Odyssey, but there's a part with um, sirens. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When they meet the Lizzies. Oh, yeah. Good point. And they're like, yeah. they're drawn in, you know, like, yes. lust is your enemy. That's why we all bang each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So, uh, well, and, and when we were watching it, I, I, w- I immediately was like, there's this huge group of girls and they're just standing there and they're smiling. And I immediately was like, well, they're, they're a group of, they're a gang that's girls. They're, they're, they're a girl gang, you know, like right. that that's clearly what's going on here, but the warriors don't think that at all. They're just like, oh my god, these girls are so hot and they want to hang out with us. This is awesome. Lizzie's is, is good. Yeah, the Lizzie's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's probably, I don't know, we don't. We only see the one girl gang. You could have the, the pink ladies out there. They could have had a whole bunch of girl gangs. I kind of wish that they had a whole bunch. Robert Palmer's backup band. You don't sure. want to get caught in a dark alley with them. Wow. Um... Yeah, I wish they had more more girl gangs because I wish there were more girls in this. But um... I, I don't know how like lives work in this, but I like the fact that Mercy is just like I mean, you see what she has to work with. Like the orphans are just pathetic. They there's are. The, there's the main guy who looks like Josh from Thirty Rock. <laughs> Remember that character that was on the show for like two seasons and disappeared. Was it the guy they he did always the bad made fun impression of? Of course, of a walking. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he looks like him. And she's just like, I don't know if she's his sister or his girlfriend. Yeah, or what. that wasn't clear. But as soon as the warriors come along, you know, she acts like, you know, a tough bitch. But she's basically like, this is my ticket out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, basically. I'm getting on this boat. Basically. <laughs> um, and Swan is like super mean to her. Um, got which, tough. Yeah. Listen. Which I guess she likes for some reason. Well, I don't know. It doesn't like, make not, sense. I'm not arguing for the sexual politics of the film. Um. But. I don't think it makes sense. And, like, she, like, she, like, kisses him. And then, like, he kisses her back. And then he, like, pulls away and was like, oh, this stinks. And this whole night stinks. And you stink. And get out of here. And me. <laughs> and she still sticks around for some reason. I'm like, oh, gosh, why? And then for some reason he turns, he changes his mind. Like, some for some reason he decides, hey, this chick's okay. and But, but we don't see why. She comes with a mattress. It's a great deal. Uh, that was horrible. He, t- he told her, you might as well have a mattress tied to your back. Where do you get off? Uh, I don't take criticism from a guy with feathered hair who's wearing only a leather vest. Right? So. <laughs> so, screw you. Yeah. And, You're not yeah. Even, you don't even have a headdress like Cochise. Come on. I know, right? Um, wow. Uh, I would say that um, this movie is... Mm, bite size mm. goes down easy yeah if we were to have maybe another 15 or 20 minutes i would expect some real character development out of this well honestly i think such as it is yeah uh there ain't much the most the most character development is that scene that i just talked about with swan and and mercy yeah um, that's that's the most we really get like I'd like, like to Ajax see. Ajax is an asshole, and yeah, he... and I love the fact that like he gets busted, and he's he's like second build, and he gets busted, and he's out of the film. He's and I don't gone. know if there's a story behind that, but like Angela's ashes puts the puts the cuffs on him, and like yeah, he's he's not coming back. He's no, gone. He's he's gone. Um, um I like uh, like you would get like I don't know, like Rembrandt um, 
who's the graffiti kid, right? Oh, okay. You'd have him some chance for him to like, you know, he is how he gets jumped in. Like he proves his bravery because he's kind of like he's a little skittish and he's kind of like he seems like he's the youngest or maybe he's the scary cat. I don't know. These character or create some character arcs um, for a couple of these guys. But and we only see him tag one thing. He does spray it in a guy's face. One of the uh, Bay City. Yeah, they're going to know the the Bay City roller gang. Yeah. This uh, sidetrack, there was a movie that uh, is really only known for being on MST3K in like early days. Like it had just recently come out, maybe three or four, five or six years before, called City Limits. And it is a ripoff of The Warriors, straight up. Like there's just no way around it. Okay. And it stars, who would you even know? Robbie Benson? I got no idea. It's... Let's see what I have to work with, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Kim Cattrall. I know Kim Cattrall. Um, actually, Radon Chong is in it, and James Earl Jones is in it. Oh, my God. So when you watch Soul Man and you go, why would he do this? A year before, he was wearing a World War One fighter's cap with goggles and flying, like, uh, remote control exploding planes around to stop the evil chemical company that's trying to take over the city in City Limits. And in wow. City Limits, they really go for it, like... It's they've got you know baseball fury type characters. In fact, there is a guy I think who's got face paint and a baseball bat, and they go, "Oh, it's a you know, it's a homage." homage. Yeah. Right. But the main character is like from out of town, and he's like a dirt bike kid. Uh, I mean, like you know, motocross, not like a, just a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he loves comic books. In fact, comic books are like a a currency in the world. Like they all the gangs read comic books and kind of trade comic books for money and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so uh, clearly, Walter Hill. Had that on his mind, I think. It didn't really make it into the film, but City Limits is like, we'll take that. That and the kid from Ice Castles. Let's do this. <laughs> so uh, this is way better. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I think that that film did have uh, better character arcs, to be totally honest. Well, but that's why it's a hangout movie. Well, like, Fox, like, sees um, uh, Jerry from, from Twin Peaks. can't remember the name, his character's name, whatever. Um, I don't know if we know it. Um, like kills uh, Cyrus, and he must have told everyone off screen because they all know that he did it, but we don't see him tell them. Maybe just him coming all the way to Coney Island to finish them off was how they knew or something like I that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then like Fox is like fighting a cop in is the there a subway station. Named Fox, you keep saying Fox. Fox is the curly haired guy. Well, that doesn't who, narrow it down at all. He's the white curly haired guy who is is running around uh, w- the subway oh. with Mercy, and he's fighting a cop. He tells her to leave. He fights a cop, and they're rolling around. And the I don't remember if the he cops gets thrown threw under him a train or yeah. what, yeah, yeah. but he gets thrown under a train and he dies. Yeah, and they don't know that he's dead. They still don't know that he's dead. Like Mercy's like the cops got him, so they think that he. Wow! Is, Never forget Fox. Yeah. yeah right. You remember that name? They said it like once or twice, but I just, I don't know. It's, I just remembered it. Anyways. Um, but yeah, like he, he, he saw him shoot him and like, I thought that that would be a big plot point, a big, you know, thing or something, but no. Yeah. No. Um, the best moment in the film is something of a character moment um, is when they, they've been fighting all night. They've been going through the, they've been chased by the Lizzies. They've been hitting, breaking chairs across women's faces. Yeah. 
and going through the subway tunnels, and then they're just on the train and headed out to Coney Island. They're almost there, and they're super tired, they're dirty, and then those prom kids get on. Yep. And the prom kids sit down, and they're all dressed up and nice, and they're laughing and, and, and talking to each other, and Swan and, and Mercy are just kind of looking at them, and the kids see them looking at them, and they're like, oh, okay. let's, let's be quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they're, they're probably the same age. Probably. You know, they're all the same age. It's just like they're just on these completely different, their lives are what totally different. And it's yeah. the only, like, intrusion, really, that there is a real world. Like, I don't count the girl True. at the candy uh, no. store who's like, hey, pay me for that, right. lady. <laughs> Employee of the month. I know you want it, yeah. but it's gonna, it's gonna, you have to ride a train to get it. Yeah. Let them take the candy. Yeah, right. Uh, and at the end of that moment, you know, Mercy self-consciously starts to sort of, like, straighten her hair and brush it back and he just grabs your hand and he puts it down like no yeah this is who we are right that's right. who they are and right. they leave yeah and it was like okay you kind of you start you understand swan a little bit after yeah. that yeah yeah no that was a good moment absolutely do you think this movie um i think it's you, really well made if yeah. that's what you're gonna ask there's some really there's some really great shots in this movie uh-huh. and uh, we watch it on Amazon Prime, so I assume if you get the Blu-ray, um, it's a amazing. It looks amazing. It's a great remaster. Um, yeah. Anyway, Walter Hill just sets some really great stuff up. There's a lot of great slow mo in the fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Swan ends the fight against the, the Bay City Roller Gang, uh, and he kicks him through that stall door. It's it just yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that looks great. Um, was it Swan who did that, or was the or did a couple of them get kicked through? Yes. Okay. The specific moment that I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah. There were some uh, great action sequences in this. Um, I kind of liked when they, Ajax and the guy with the cowboy hat are like, oh, let's take on these, the, the, what were the baseball guys called again? Baseball Uh, Furies. The Baseball Furies. Let's, let's take these guys on. And Ajax is just. He loves fighting. You just can tell that from him, you know, and loves, you know, taking people on. So he's like, all right. And like the kid in the cowboy hat gets like punched once and is out for the count. And then the like, and then like the rest of them show up and like kind of help. But Ajax is kind of alone for a while. And like, but then they're like, hey, I knew they were, you know, like they, I can't remember what he said exactly, but like. This is turning into a great anecdote. Hey. Um, but like. Like they, he he's, basically he knew he could take them. You know, is like what he was saying. Like that they weren't that tough. And yeah, um, was not a fan that like Ajax' favorite word is like the, I, the uh, f word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got what was coming to him. I know. I know. But seriously, wow, kid. It, it's just the the most dangerous thing in this movie is women. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe it's just, you know, you, you think, okay, so they're gang members. We've already dialed our morality down, and um, we're not going to worry too much about how they treat women. But, you know, Swan is the one guy that respects, you know, a woman and not only gets her as a girlfriend, but, you know, makes it back to Coney Island and is the warlord now. Right. But, True. you know, Ajax is like, I'm going to take what I want, and I don't care if you want it or give it to me or not. Yeah. And then, boom. You get Fisher Kinged. Yeah, right. I'm running on a movie that Mercedes Rule is in. <laughs> and uh, 
And then the other guys are like, yeah, we'll just spend some time right here. This is fine. Oh, these, these girls are great. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Quick, break a chair across one of them, one of their faces. I know. <laughs> um, that was kind of great, though. Like, I mean, they were they were respectable to them until, like, they knew that they wanted to, like, kill them or attack them or, you know, turn them in, what have you. And then they just kind of – they didn't hold back, which – um. I don't know. I can kind of appreciate in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, you get a lot of movies where it's like, nah, I'm not going to punch a girl. And then like the. Well, when the girls pull guns and knives on you. Right. Uh, you know, we're. Yeah. Yeah. We are combatants now. Exactly. So um, do you think this this movie like. I mean, it's, it's a cult classic, right? Like Absolutely. Pe- people people like it. Yeah. Like, so why? Why? Um, they made a Rockstar made a video game out of it almost 10 years ago now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and there's a weird thing where the guy that played uh, Cyrus, um, either they he wouldn't let them use his likeness, or they used it and he he, and he didn't. You know, I didn't give you permission, and he like sued him or something like that. But anyway, really, it's like a it's like a fighting game. Yeah, Rockstar was trying a lot of things before they're like, okay, I guess we're just the company that makes Grand Theft Auto fine. <laughs> and Red Dead Redemption. Don't forget that. So <laughs> two of them, I guess. <laughs> Um, anything else? Um, I think that's it. Really? Because yeah. we got about five minutes to fill. Oh, we we have to fill five minutes. Um, because we don't have to. The show's usually an hour. Yeah, I know it's usually an hour. Were you really gonna let us get through a whole thing about the Warriors without? I need another thing with glass. Oh, oh. Warriors. Yeah, that was weird. Play. That was that was weird, and like I did like how you you heard it like before, um, you saw it because you're like, what is that noise? And yeah, just he improvised that. Did he really? Yeah, I don't remember the story fully, but it was just something like you know, give us something weird. Well, he did, and like you know, that guy is not he doesn't play like a weird character in Twin Peaks and like all the other things that he's done. You know, he is. He's a weird guy that does weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, like he's, you know, he's the great, you know, class. I'm sure it still exists now, but the great class of the, the 70s actor who's just, no, no, let me do this. You know, I'm going to do this. Like how we complain about like how Tom Noonan seems like a real asshole. <laughs> you know, and well, he's, if he's Tom, playing Frankenstein, he, he's supposed to choke you. He'll choke Tom you for Noonan. real. And you have to call him Frankenstein's monster on set and... But he's just like one of these method guys who's like yeah. he'll just do whatever and yeah uh, yeah he's like uh, give me some give me some beer bottles. Warriors. <laughs> I did I did like to going back to just after that scene where they uh, are about to do the face off on the beach and uh, he has a gun and he's like ready to shoot all the warriors and Swan's just like screw this we haven't seen him use a knife this entire time and he pull he has his knife pulled out and he just flings it and hits him in like the wrist uh of the hand he was holding the gun and the gun goes off but i don't think it hits anybody mm. uh and he he just whines like a little baby and like i thought that was really neat um yeah, they're the best right the best there is well and like the riffs say give him a compliment and stuff like that i almost felt like maybe they were going to try to recruit them or something like that but that's they were just they were just I think you get the, them a compliment. You get the idea that there's a future for the warriors in in the in the gang environment. Yeah. 
a yeah. seat at the table. Sure, yeah. I and mean, they got to bail Ajax out of prison. Yeah. And they got to find out what the hell happened to, to Cleon. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's a sequel. Yeah, there you go. Do a, do a warrior, the Warriors sequel. What would that? Warriors 2. War, warder. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no. No. Don't do it. Yeah, that'd be bad. Uh, don't do it, but they're doing it anyway. Are they really? The Russo brothers announced that they're going to develop a Warriors TV show. Now, listen to me. What? Listen for Hulu. Listen. I think it was Hulu. Uh, the Warriors. The Warriors. The Russos. Russos. <laughs> come out and play. Yay. Uh, do a Kung Fu movie. Uh, like Legend of Kung No. What's his? Shang-Chi. Yeah, there you go. Why'd they bail? Why don't they just come back and do weird stuff? I don't know. Do a Moon Knight movie. You could the Russos can make it happen. Yeah. Let's get this point out. The point is, is that they work out a lot of stuff. And who knows if it'll ever see the light of day. But God knows their T V record, uh, post community, not great. What have they done post community? I'm not even they sure. They did Deadly Class. Oh right. A class that died. Vagrant. I wanted to watch the rest of that. I Vagrant need to Queen watch got the rest canceled. Of it. What was that? Vagrant Queen got canceled. You're kidding. I know that show that we only watched the pilot of and we really liked it. It's got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. We never watched it again. Why do you think it was canceled? Because we didn't watch it. Vagrant Queen. Oh my gosh. Come out to play. Wow. Why didn't I bring two glasses for this? (laughs) Vagrant Queen. Come out and play. Not quite the same, but it's Told you we it, could fill five better. minutes. There you no go. No problem. <laughs> this has been Co-Videos. It's still called that, and we haven't thought of anything else to call it. Yeah. Uh, and nobody's quarantined anymore. Uh, it'll be for your deadentainment pretty soon. Whoa. But hopefully things won't get that bad. But we will definitely be back in the future to talk about some other cool, fun movie. That's what we do. Uh, any last words? Uh... Thank you. The wallpaper goes right. Very much. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> and we will talk to you some other time. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Wear a mask. I got